Hey everyone, it's episode 33 of the Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast, and I sat down with Allison Evans from Fringe. We talked about all things CBD, CBD safety, and very exciting red light therapy. So I know you're going to love this episode, and shameless plug, if after listening you decide you would like to order any Fringe products, go ahead and hit the link in the show notes. Full disclosure, I am an affiliate, so I do benefit by you using my link, but I would certainly appreciate it if you're going to order products anyway. Now, here's Allison. Thank you for joining me on the Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, AZ. I find the research and resources and then provide the fire service with the so what, now what? to ensure the health and well-being of every member of our profession. Together, let's thrive. Hello, everyone. It is AZ with the Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast. And today, I am joined by my very special guest, Allison Evans. Allison, say hello to my people. Hello to your people. I'm very, very happy to be here. I am super excited because we are going to talk about a lot of very exciting things. But first, before we get into all of that, let's give my listeners just a little bit of background about who you are. Are you ready for the bright, shiny interrogation spotlight? Yes. I love this. I love this. You're so so good. All right. Simple (laughs) one. Let's start easy. Who is Allison Evans? Yeah. You know, it's funny when you're trying to give yourself a title. So first and foremost, I'm a mom of three kids but I'm also a doctor of chiropractic. And so I have been a chiropractor for a really long time, 20 plus years now, I guess 22 years. And um, probably I'm most known though um, in my professional world as somebody who kind of pushes the limits when going to build a business and a brand. Um, I like to get a little disruptive in industries that I feel could be helping a lot more people, but the information isn't correct and the accessibility um, of the products aren't available. So that is me in a nutshell. Yes, ma'am. Right now I am sitting in my chair. You can't see it, but I am waving my arms and cheering because I love this woman's philosophy. So what sets your soul (laughs) on fire? You know, it's funny. It's like uh, when you think about that, I think about that or is like, what are the things that you think about when you let your mind wander? You know, that to me is really like, what do I dream about? Um, and and how, do, how do I go and pursue that? And for a very long time, you know, I have loved bringing information to people about health and wellness, um, from a standpoint of people getting to understand what really heals them. Um, and I'm very, very passionate about the fact that I believe every disease and illness, every ache and pain that we suffer from, the answers are very easily accessible within us and around us. Um, and that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fired up to let people know that the current environment um, of modern medicine is not making people better. Um, It certainly has its place 
uh, in helping people when it needs to help people. But at the end of the day, um, caring for ourselves and feeling good and performing well is going to be an inside job. And I love bringing people answers to that. And so that's what I dream about. That's what gets me fired up and, and I can get on tangents, you know, left, right, and center about this. <laughs> so <laughs> after the first question, I was cheering in my cheering in my chair. <laughs> now I have my giant foam finger on and yes. I am full on ready. So yeah. Allison, how are you changing the world? You know, this uh, company that we started 18 months ago, the name of the company is Fringe. And interestingly, the, the name means unconventional. It means the outer edges or border of a group. Um, and as a chiropractor, we're always viewed as fringe. You know, people who want to get to the bottom of why people are sick versus just covering up the symptoms they're experiencing, that's considered the fringes of medicine. And so I'm right now on a path um, to grow this company fringe, which is bringing ancient healing wisdom. So really what we did for thousands of years to feel good and to be well, um, and pairing today's science with that information. So I, I remind people that modern medicine is really only about a hundred years old. Before that, a doctor came into your home, they gave you tinctures from plants and advice on how to live and how to reduce stress um, and how to connect with components of the natural world um, to heal yourself. And so I think as human beings, we are far more connected to those um, forms of medicine or ways to heal than we are with what we've been provided the past 100 years. So that's how I'm going to change the world. I'm going to bring information about these lost sort of simple forms of healing and load up the science around these sorts of topics like being in nature and breathing and plants and light therapy and make sure that that information is very accessible to absolutely everybody. Now I have my foam finger and my popcorn because <laughs> being fringe speaks to my soul. I am also yeah. fringe. <laughs> I like yeah. I like to do things a little bit differently. You know what's so weird? I mean, the term fringe, it's always used in written format very negatively, you know, like the fringes of society or this fringe political group or this fringe religious group. But at the very essence of that term, to, to kind of be on the outside, um, to be looking in on mainstream and just asking questions like, should I listen to that? Should I follow that? What do I actually think? Um, I think people are inherently fringe, you know, um, I think that's our nature. And I think the past few years, especially just with how our society changed so quickly overnight, I think it gave people to time to reflect. Um, and I think it's crowded on the fringe now. I think it's very happy out here, you know? Um, and I love when people are fine with beating their own drum and, um, 
asking questions. And, and I think it, you can do that in a kind way, in a considerate way. Um, and we can all grow and learn. I think I'm convinced that all of our growth, personal, uh, professional, happens from the fringe. Amen, sister. Amen. Yep. So I became aware of your company through our mutual friend, Shante, the movement maestro. Shout out to Shante. Yep, of course. <laughs> and I went to her live in-person event. It was called Boss Up in October. And you guys had been so kind to donate some samples of one of your products, which is CBD. So yep. let's start with CBD because the fire service is a little bit leery, some of us. Because yeah. many of us have zero tolerance with uh, with drug rules and regulations. So first of all, let's start simple. In kindergarten, what is CBD and what does it do? Yeah, so CBD is a compound that is found in the hemp plant. The hemp plant is a variety of the cannabis plant. So, you know, just to get that out on... <laughs> Right on the table right now, um, recreationally or in slang terms called marijuana, the, the plant is called cannabis sativa. And you can farm it to have high levels of THC, which is the psychoactive compound. And you can also farm it to have very low, low levels of THC, which is hemp. But at the end of the day, the plant's name is cannabis. And THC gets a lot of the hype and excitement. But there's actually more CBD in the cannabis plant than there is THC. And CBD is a non-psychoactive compound in the cannabis plant. It's the major compound found in the cannabis plant. And it has an amazing ability um, to provide healing to our body uh, without the psychoactive effects. So that is what CBD is. So the interesting thing about these compounds from the plant is that a lot of marketing companies have really educated people, which is not what you want. Um, you want people that are willing to share the good, the bad, and the ugly, just the truth on how this works. And so um, CBD works with a system in our body, has a huge name, which is called the endocannabinoid system. We've not learned about it. Um, if you're going to start with a product and your name of your company's fringe, then you probably should start talking about cannabis because cannabis is, you know, um, it has been prohibited um, from human access in this country uh, for almost 100 years. We had no access to use it medicinally, very little access. And we also didn't spend a lot of time researching its medicinal benefits, but it's here to stay now. It, um, CBD is legal in the United States of America and <coughs> across all 50 states. And um, the CBD molecule basically comes into our body when we ingest it, and it helps this system in our body called the endocannabinoid system. It helps that system regulate our internal well-being. And so the crazy part about not learning about this system is we know about our circulatory system and our muscular system and our nervous system and our hormones and how our body, you know, reacts to inflammation. This endocannabinoid system is like the umbrella for all of it. It's like the gas in the brakes in our internal health, um, and it moderates what's going on. So if we are experiencing anxious feelings and our nervous system is dysregulated, 
the endocannabinoid system is actually responsible for regulating or moderating that response. Same with an immune response, an inflammation response, blood pressure, respirations, hormones in our body. It's wild, but this umbrella system will be the future of medicine and is being highly, you know, researched by the pharmaceutical industry. And, and this will be, um, this will be commonplace 10 years from now, but right now we're still in this stage where the CBD industry is not federally regulated. So what you just said, which is that, Hey, in, in my industry, which is the fire rescue industry, but also the government, the Department of Defense, you know, in a lot of service-based industries, you cannot have THC in a product that you take. And here is why everybody is right if they are concerned about the CBD products that they would take containing THC, because in an unregulated industry, there is no governing body guaranteeing the product that you take and the quality of the CBD product that you take and guaranteeing that there's no THC in it. So I, I am very honest about this right now when people say, you know, I'm just really leery and I say, you should be, you very much so should be. But if you think that CBD could come in and you learn about it and you understand how impactful it can be, wow, with mental health, with sleep disorders. I mean, it's just absolutely miraculous with pain and inflammation and other disease processes. Then it's worth taking your time to learn about the company who makes it, make sure they're doing absolutely everything right. So you feel really comfortable taking that product and not worried, you know, about your job. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it in a nutshell. And you mentioned that for a hundred years or so, we've been prohibited from taking these natural compounds. What is yeah. the what is the history of that sort of prohibition with it's THC like, and CBD? I know it's like a good Hollywood movie. You know, it has a lot of politics, a lot of religion, a lot of race. Um, you know, but at the end of the day it's very interesting. It stems back to the 19, if if you went into a pharmacy in 1930 and you walked in, (coughs) compounds from the cannabis plant would have been the number one thing you would have been prescribed for pain, inflammation, sleep disorders, mental health issues, stress, anxiety, depression. It it was our medicine. Uh, But the hemp plant became very competitive with the paper industry, actually, the newspaper industry. And, and then there is this accompanying, you know, um, political and racial undertones centered around the cannabis plant. And, and there just was a lot of greed um, centered around the motivation to make it a Schedule One drug. And, you know, at the end of the day, the powers to be won that war. And cannabis... <laughs> was a schedule one drug for a really, really, really long time. I mean, my entire life, you know, I was programmed to think marijuana is, you know, very bad for you, can kill you. Um, and at the end of the day, you, you, the truth could not be farther from that. 
Well, and what I'm hearing is now that the uh, newspapers are obsolete, <laughs> yeah, it's okay right. again. Oh, uh, my Lord, my Lord. I mean, you know, that's, it's funny. We do a talk where we talk about the history of cannabis and it, it literally, that whole talk is just sort of like jaw dropping where you go, really? Because even some of the earliest research, THC research, where they were desperately, the government was desperately trying to prove, you know, that THC would cause death and despair. They couldn't possibly prove it if they tried. Everything they did disproved, you know, um, their agenda and their story. And, and the funniest thing is it's so puzzling now to mainstream medicine that CBD, this compound from a plant that humans lived alongside for thousands of years and used the seeds, the stalks, the plants for our nutrition, for our medicine, for our livestock, it would only make sense that that plant is still here because of its benefit to our well-being. Um, that's how humans and plants have lived together for so long. But the interesting you know, thing about it is there's still this movement to try and make, you know, CBD seem like you're going to have dependency or withdrawal. There is no information whatsoever to support that. CBD from the hemp plant is so safe. Um, it's so effective in helping our well-being. Um, and it's why people see so many benefits from it when they start using it and they're, and they're kind of stunned. And it's like, yeah, you know, this is how we're supposed to respond to things that balance us, you know, time outdoors, movement and exercise, just what we eat. We respond very well to those very basic inputs. And, and like I said to you, that's what I refer to as sort of that ancient wisdom of health and healing. It's, it's miraculous because it's how we were meant to function. Well, I know personally that Fringe has three CBD products, two ingestible and one topical. Yep. So first off, tell me the difference in how an ingestible CBD versus a topical CBD functions in the body. Yeah, for sure. So really important to know that um, that endocannabinoid system is everywhere. So it's on our skin, it's inside our cells, it's outside our cells, it's all over our organs, all in our brain. Um, so when we apply CBD topically to our skin, it interacts with that system in our skin. And so think of it this way, anything that is unregulated or a little off in our skin will receive benefit from a topical CBD application, but it will not be systemic, meaning it doesn't get into our bloodstream and help us sleep and help with systemic inflammation. But interestingly, a lot of the aches and pains that we feel, we can have inflammation in what's called these tiny little nerve endings in our skin. And so what happens is CBD goes into our skin, it gets absorbed into the tissue below, and it reduces inflammation in those little nerve endings. So, you know, rubbing CBD lotion on sore hands or a sore knee or, you know, a neck or a back, something that's inflamed, it's not like putting an icy hot on the injury, which is a cooling stimulus. It's an anti-inflammatory cream. So it's not instant, so to speak, but within minutes, people start to feel that reduction in inflammation and feel the benefit. And it's really incredible to use regularly for chronic type injuries or pain. 
the caveat, which is what everyone finds so amazing, is that it's so great for skin conditions. It's shocking, actually. And so because we don't have heating or cooling um, ingredients in it, it's just a clean food grade lotion. Literally, you could rub it all over your face if you want. And so people use it for eczema, psoriasis, you know, rashes, dermatitis, sunburns. Um, God, this one we this week we heard one on just a shaving irritation, bug bites, um, rosacea. Like all, uh, people use it for anti aging. It's just amazing, and so it's just there to regulate and moderate everything you know in our skin. Ingestible CBD is where you make a big impact systemically. And so if people are having trouble sleeping, having issues with anxiety, stress, depression, you know, just mood moderation or pain and inflammation, illness, disease, the ingesting of CBD is where you really change that internal physiology um, and moderate and balance your internal well-being. So a big difference. And I always tell people, if someone's selling you a CBD cream and telling you it's going to make you sleep, they're lying. That's it. They're not telling you the truth. I don't know what else to say. You know, um, that's it. So, um, so yeah, that's, those are the products. We kept it very simple and very clean. And the two ingestible products, Henko and Mana. Yeah. What is the difference between those two? So Mana is our, um, CBD isolate. It's one compound from the hemp plant, which is just CBD. And it's a really good way to, introduce yourself to CBD because it's only one thing. If you take it and it helps you sleep or helps your mood or helps your hormones or helps inflammation, illness, that sort of thing, then it's the CBD that's working. Um, we tell people to start there, take it for 30 days, you know, check, check in with how am I sleeping? How am I feeling? You know, how is this pain level that I'm experiencing? The Henko is what's called a broad spectrum CBD product, which means we remove all the THC. And there's other compounds that are found in the hemp plant in that product. So it has, uh, the hemp plant actually has 500 compounds, CBD being the main one and THC being um, one as well. But there's a lot of other compounds in there. So we have a bunch of those compounds in that broad spectrum, which could be considered additionally beneficial. And people love that product. And so if you try Mana for a month and you think, man, this is really working, it's a natural upgrade to kind of take yourself into the Henko product and say, hey, I've, there's no THC in this, but now I've got some additional compounds. One to note is that we have CBN in that broad spectrum product, and CBN is being studied for um, its specific attributes to helping people sleep. So, um, uh, you know, I think for your listeners to know, people mislabel these products all the time. And so you have to do work and make sure that the company you are buying from publishes all of their testing results from a third party. And so on our products, you'll see a QR code and it'll take you to eight certificates for every batch we make where we show you, you know, this is how much CBD is in it. These are the other compounds in it. These are all the things that are not in it that would be terrible for you, like heavy metals and pesticides and gosh only knows what else. And then we also do something called trace THC testing, which means that, you know, we, we test for trace amounts of THC to make people um, feel very comfortable that there's absolutely no THC in our product. 
So you already answered my question, which was going to be, how do we know that fringe products are safe? Yeah. So thank you yeah. for anticipating that. Yeah. But the next question I can sort of hear coming from my listeners is, awesome, it's going to help me sleep, but is it going to cause me to have inability to wake up yeah. at night when, when I'm on duty? Is that going to be a problem? No, it's, it's really interesting too, you know, because I think we've become affiliated with this feeling of like, when we take something to help us sleep, it makes us like sedated and sort of groggy. The way CBD works is that it balances something called our circadian rhythm or sort of our sleep-wake cycles. And so what's really interesting is that a lot of people report taking CBD helping them focus. So when you think about the fact that it's intended to balance out your system, keep in mind, everybody's very different. So I know lots of people who take CBD and it doesn't it doesn't have a big effect, you know, on their sleep because their sleep is probably pretty regulated. Um, and it may help more with like, you know, uh, hormones for them or, you know, pain and inflammation or anxiety or, um, mood. And so this is the best way to think about CBD from what we know in the research right now, CBD in low doses and a dosage is very personal for each person. So we tell people, with our CBD, we have a little packet that's 30 milligrams of CBD. We always say to everyone, start with a half to a full packet and see how it makes you feel. CBD in lower doses can actually be um, mood, st mood stimulating, um, promote uh, alertness and focus, which a lot of people suffering from anxiety report that effect. So unlike what you would think, which is like you're just going to sit there and melt into the couch – a lot of our anxious feelings actually prevent us from focusing and getting work done. Uh, and so CBD in low doses does that. As you increase your CBD intake, it can be very calming for your nervous system. And so that's how we help people understand when you're taking CBD, always start taking it in the day, see how it makes you feel. We make a water-soluble CBD so it works quickly, it's highly absorbed, and it's very reliable and predictable and it doesn't taste like anything, which is amazing. And so take it, see how it makes you feel. If for some reason that dosage really calms you down and you just feel like, man, I just feel like I just had a hot shower and I'm ready for bed, then that would be a great dosage to take before sleep. Um, and that is something for every person to figure out. We did our best to guess a daily dosage. I take a packet every morning. It helps me with focus. Um, you know, just overall general wellness throughout my day. And then if I need it to sleep, I take it as needed. I don't take it every night for sleep. I used to, but things have regulated for me. Um, and I take it as needed. And I know what my sort of sleepy dosage is um, in our CBD. So the hard thing about this is, is that people want the jar of CBD to say this is for sleep. And a lot of companies do that. They just say, these are your sleep gummies that's not how CBD works. And so that's super frustrating for me because I don't want to bring that kind of messaging to your listeners or to our customers um, because they could be, have a really, you know, not great experience then if, if they take this dosage of CBD and it's like, man, that didn't help me sleep at all. You know, um, it, it might not be something that their body you know, responded to with that dosage and that they needed to play around with a little bit. And what I always sort of 
bring people back to is that regulating our internal physiology doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> Um, I honestly think it almost took me a year of regular good CBD use to start to see real changes in my sleep quality, my sleep quantity, um, my mood balancing, sort of feeling, you know, feelings of anxious feelings. I don't like to say I have anxiety. I can get anxious feelings because that's normal for people to experience. Um, it took a long time. And so we do tell people, you know, take the product for a couple months play around with when you take it. If you can track your sleep data, track your sleep data, because you will see most people see improvements in their deep and REM sleep with incorporating CBD into their daily habit. And those are the exact two types of sleep that firefighters don't get enough yes, of. Yes, exactly. So um, I, I think that was a long-winded answer to your question. Is it going to prevent them from waking up? Absolutely not. It's not sedative in that fashion. Um, can they learn, Hey, here's a good dosage I do when I'm on the clock. And then here's what I do when I'm recovering at home. I do think the fire industry is so unique in that it might be something that fluctuates throughout the week, you know, how they utilize CBD. And listen to the body, listen to the yeah. self. I think that's with, with anything. Yeah. Well, I want to move on because I am so excited to talk about the red yeah. lights. I'm I'm still waiting for my red light. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm watching with a lot of jealousy all the people that have their red lights already. Yeah, they ship they so. ship the middle of next week, so you will have it. And um, it's such a great story because everything I just said about hemp and humans. Um, is really this story about plants. Plants have provided humans their medicine and nutrition since the dawn of time. Um, majority of medical breakthroughs or medication breakthroughs came from compounds and plants. And so, you know, plants are something that have a ton of um, ancient wisdom and stories to them. Um, and the way that CBD works in our body is, is just restoring balance to the system. The conversation about light and how our bodies respond to light um, as medicine is honestly fascinating. And, and it has this undertone that's similar about the past 100 years and what our relationship to light has been. So for thousands of years, our body um, produced energy uh, inside of our body from the light it received uh, through our skin and through our eyes. And so like food, light is an essential nutrient for our body. Um, it comes into our body. It's absorbed into our body through our skin and in through these receptors in our eyes. And then it changes our biology inside. So there's actually five wavelengths from the sun, wavelengths of light that have what's called bioactive or biological effects inside of our body. And we require that light for everything to work well. And what's happened is we've completely changed our relationship with sunlight. Um, really, the past 50 years has been drastic. And so one of the big things we've done is that we've eliminated nighttime. And so our body really responded to sunrise, high sun, sunset, and, and then fire. We actually can create those biological effects in our body through sunlight and firelight, which is 
a fascinating historical story. But what's happened is we've reduced drastically the amount of sunlight we get in the day. We spend 93% of our time indoors. And then when the sun's going down, our body shifts many um, biological processes inside. Our, our hormones shift tremendously um, and our neurotransmitters, which is just really like how does our brain work and how do all our chemicals work in our body? We require nighttime for those hormones to be balanced. And so what we've done is we've kind of killed nighttime. We have extended the day with artificial lighting and blue lights well into the evening. And so our rhythm is really off and it is highly related to our relationship with the kind of light we get and the amount of light we get. And so I've been reading about this for well over a year. The same thing, I was seeing this red light market and I was like, what is happening? You know, all these people are standing in front of these red light units naked on the, with them on, hanging on the back of their door. And I really was intrigued. And I love that I took the amount of time that I did to formulate this story because it is a story about sunlight. It's a story about light providing energy to ourselves to work better. Um, and there's no replacement for light. There's, I can't go eat better. Um, I can't work out more. I require light through my eyes and through my skin in order for my system to be regulated and my body um, to have the energy needed to um, do everything that it needs to in every single system. So it's, I don't know, it's become this magical story in which can we supplement the sun? And the answer is yes, we can. We can supplement certain wavelengths from the sun that have tremendous healing benefits. We can and need to improve the amount of natural sunlight we get on our skin and through our eyes. But the truth is we're not going to change modern living. You know, we're not going to get rid of screens. We're not going to be outside 90% of the day. Um, we're not going to not have our lights on in our house at night. So how do we biohack or supplement modern times um, with light? And so we're making red light and near-infrared light therapy. They're two wavelengths from the sun that have an immense amount of healing benefits. Um, there's over 4,000 published scientific articles about light therapy. Uh, it's been amazing to learn. And I'm just so excited to be in the market because, like I told you, I like a little disruption. People are being ripped off buying these light panels. They're so expensive. They're not being told the exact truth on how much power you need in them, you know, what kind of light exposure should you have on your skin and through your eyes? And so I love coming into this and being like, hey, we don't have to rip people off. And oh, and by the way, we can just tell people like a really reasonable way <laughs> to use light therapy uh, to help them feel better. So that's... Well, I've been creeping on uh, yeah. Mike Stella rock mm -hmm. tape instructor i've been creeping on his information for yeah. years and one of the things i kept seeing was him treating his patients with red light and so i had this horrific knee pain and i thought if it's good for mike stella yeah. it's good for me so of course i went on amazon 
I was absolutely so overwhelmed, overwhelmed by yeah. the choices and the yeah. prices. And the thing that I loved so much about the call that you and I were on uh, with a bunch of people last week is the fact that you said, I did the research, I looked at the wavelengths, I looked at the dosage and what's actually reaching your skin. And we made it quote unquote correct instead of yes. bigger. It's less. I mean, we look like some of the lowest numbers on the market. And it's funny because we're not lying. So we're just <laughs> telling the truth. We're measuring the intensity of our units correctly. And then we're also not adopting this more is better. Um, light uh, coming into our system, think of it this way. Our skin is calibrated to receive a certain intensity that the sun puts on our skin. Um, it has a measurement for that. And our goal was to make units that did that. You know, I, I if you just took all those thousands of papers Nobody in those papers is trying to like triple the intensity of the sun. Um, they're just looking at low dose light therapy delivered through the skin or through the eyes um, and what can be its benefits. So I, I think I concluded that talk by saying the commercial hype has outpaced the logical scientific explanation for all of this. And so the natural tendency would be to jump on the commercial hype and be like, I'm going to go make, you know, this crazy panel that's like the most powerful on the market. And I, I wouldn't be able to feel good about that. So we did kind of the opposite. We made um, all of our products to be delivering about the intensity of light or energy that you need um, that's delivered by the near infrared and red light from the sun. My people, what I need you to hear is more is right. not better. Better is better. Now, you also need to know that the original run of units has totally sold out. Yeah, they'll and be. So they're looking at delivery till It'll April. Actually is change that right? About the middle of March, but um, yeah, okay. we have a, a really amazing factory, and yeah, we we. We sold out very quickly. And, and I think that speaks to the fact that um, there is a lot of excitement around it, but people are seeing a tremendous amount of benefits. And, you know, when it comes to these core forms, like I said, these simple ways that we've always healed, they, they can, they can have that sort of impact where it's like, wow, I'm sleeping better. Gosh, I think I'm just feeling better since using this red light unit. Hey, the, the crazy thing about light is like it has these other categories that are just sh shocking for people. Skin health is a massive industry in red light therapy. So collagen production and anti-aging and wrinkle reduction. And when I started out, I was like, I just want to focus in on the topics, you know, we care about here, which is pain and inflammation, sleep and mental health. But you, you can't look at light, which is designed to essentially help our cells produce energy. And it helps our cells literally um, just uh, be stronger, more resilient, um, have better defense systems. So they're easier. It's easier for them to <clears throat> fight off, you know, infection, inflammation, that sort of thing. Um, so it's really fascinating. That conversation goes everywhere. So if I've, you know, fractured my wrist, I can put red light it penetrates, 
through my skin can have effect on bone. It can help the cells in my bone, which are called osteoblasts, form new bone. If I shine it on my skin, it helps the cells in my skin produce more collagen. If I, you know, shine it through um, an area that I've injured that has too much inflammation, it helps my body regulate that inflammation response. So it's, it's this really kind of simplistic story about helping our body produce more energy in our cells. So it's kind of cool. In your research, before you developed your yep. panel and your wrap, did you come across any information that was pertinent to shift work? and run yeah, like- There's a lot, actually, because this is, um, they call it circadian signaling. And, and so think of it this way, like all the shift workers, the pilots, the, the, the service industry to some degree. And I extend that to gosh, like nurses and, you know, uh, department of defense and, and essentially your industry as well. It is across the board that their rhythm or their circadian signaling is really out of whack, um, really imbalanced. And so let me summarize what red light does from a standpoint of balancing that. We are designed every day um, when we wake up that we wake up to this sort of um, similar scenario as the sun rising. And so what happens is we get that low glowing red um, view into our eyes when we view sunlight in the morning, what ends up happening is our melatonin levels, which consider that our sleepy hormone, they start to drop in the morning and our cortisol hormone, which a lot of people think as a stress hormone, but it's actually an energy hormone um, in excessive amounts. It's a stress hormone. Our, our cortisol starts to rise. So, so throughout the day when we're active and being productive, cortisol is high and melatonin is low. As the sun starts to go down, the visual cue from the sun, which is the sun setting and that red deep wavelengths and the dark setting in reduces our cortisol and our melatonin naturally goes up. So these red wavelengths signal our body to produce melatonin, which is our sleepy hormone. We are so out of whack, even if we're not doing night shifts because of the amount of blue light we get in the evenings, the lack of natural sunlight or good blue light that we get in the day, you throw in somebody who works shifts, they need to figure out any opportunity they can to hack that sleep-wake or circadian signaling. So the best thing they can do is as the sun goes down in the evening, they keep their home dark and they have this red light panel. So I think you ordered the panel. You'll put your red light panel on in your home in the room that you're in in the evening for an hour or two, which signals your body to produce melatonin and signals your body to reduce cortisol. That is a really important hack for them because their baseline hormones are literally almost the opposite um, if they're doing shift work, which is can cause disease and illness. I mean, I, I don't say that lightly. At the at the end of the day, that causes inflammation in our body. And inflammation is the root of everything we suffer from. We're not supposed to have prolonged, low-grade inflammation happening in our body. So, 
Yeah, and we're, we're fighting yep. a big fight because the World Health, World Health Organization, yeah. that's real hard to say, has declared not only shift work, but firefighting, cancer-causing yeah, and so career. So Yeah, you do. And it's so funny hard. because I, I do think there's a lot of environmental hazards for your profession, which is just... Um, to me, so truly unbelievable given, you know, these people that are out there saving our lives and knowing that they're just the environment they're put in puts them at higher risk for illness and disease. But that also the persistent schedule with which we live greatly affects how our body functions. And that circadian signaling or hormone signaling has been studied and researched. And you cannot dispute that a disruption in that rhythm um, is responsible for a lot of things we suffer from. So, you know, just the, the lack of quality of sleep and quantity of sleep that your profession gets, um, interestingly, is a very negative thing for what it is you are required to do for a living. Um, which is to function at your absolute finest in a time of need. You are not kidding. You are so correct. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Allison, I'm going to put in the show notes, I'm going to put the link to look at your products. Is it okay if I put your email address in case any of the listeners have any questions or would you prefer social media? They can reach us anywhere. Honestly, our handle is at fringe heels. And then you have my email. Um, either way is fine. We have an amazing group of medical professionals working at fringe and we answer questions every day and are happy to. Um, so yeah, let it, let it rip. Let it rip. Actually, I've been talking, chatting back and forth a little bit with Dr. Abby, who yeah. it turns out she's quite close to where I live. So hopefully oh. we'll be able to meet up in person. Oh, that's amazing. And I def- now that I know that, I'll visit you when I visit her next, for sure. Heck but I, yes. I don't come there in the winter. Sorry. No, I don't come here in the winter either, Allison. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is terrible. It's All right. So if funny. you had to leave the listeners with one nugget, one tidbit, one thought... What would you say to my listeners today? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's so clear for me. The way we feel, the way we function, and ultimately the most valuable thing we have, which is our health, is our responsibility. It is not going to be the responsibility of a doctor or a hospital um, or a group of doctors or some social media account Um, to know what makes us feel well, to know what makes us function better. That is something that we have to take control of. And so when you find people that you trust that can share information with you, just always keep in mind that there's an intuition inside all of us that we need to follow more. Um, And that's my message for everybody now, just wanting to empower people to know that, you know, everything you need is inside you. You just got to figure out what's working for you, what's not working for you and, and keep exploring, you know, options until, until you figure it out. All right. So what I'm hearing is listen to the self. Yep. Be an advocate for yourself and being on the fringe is pretty cool. It's a really great place to be. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Allison, this has been a wonderful conversation and I appreciate you so much. And with that, AZ and Allison from Fringe are officially, officially out. <laughs> <laughs>